Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello, and welcome to a brand new Auto Line Daily. It's Tuesday, the 13th of August, and I'm Christy Swinesburg from Ward's Auto, filling in for John today. In the second half of the show, we'll take a look at a simple solution to save drivers money for fuel pump fixes. But first, today's top stories. Speaking of Wards, we're reporting that Opel will soon come out with a one-liter, three-cylinder engine for the Atom. It produces 115 horsepower and 122 pound-feet of torque. The direct injection engine is mated to a six-speed manual and delivers 20% better fuel efficiency than Opel's 1.6-liter engine. It's also been reported elsewhere that this engine could end up in the Chevy Volt and Cadillac ELR. Ford already has a three-cylinder engine in production, BMW is reportedly working on one too, and Fiat has a two-cylinder engine as automakers scramble to meet Europe's stringent emission standard of 95 grams of CO2 per 100 kilometers, which goes into effect in 2020. Chrysler is going to unveil an all-new concept truck at the Woodward Avenue Dream Cruise this Saturday. In fact, Chrysler will be bringing 70 different vehicles to display, involving every single one of its brands. And of course, the Autoline crew will be webcasting live from Woodward this Friday evening. Even if you're not a fan of his cars, you have to admire him for his entrepreneurship. Tesla CEO Elon Musk just unveiled more details about his new idea for travel called Hyperloop. Basically, people are able to travel from city to city in pods that are enclosed in tubes. The tubes will be mounted to columns that are 50 to 100 yards apart, and the solar-powered pods can travel about 800 miles per hour. Musk says his idea is better than a high-speed train because it's cheaper to build, faster, and sustainable. Click the link in today's show notes for more details. Honda is launching an effort to save drive-in theaters across America. Many drive-ins may have to close because, now that 35mm movies are going away, it will cost about $75,000 for theaters to switch to digital projection. So Honda plans to donate five drive-ins with digital projectors with your help. Just go to projectdrivein.com to vote for the theaters you want to win. Voting ends September 9th. Honda will also set up pop-up drive-ins at some of its dealerships to further help raise awareness. Subaru has been in the news a lot lately, and John McElroy has something to say about it. As all you loyal Autoline Daily fans know, we've been pointing out for the last several years how well Subaru is doing. Now the rest of the world is catching on, prompting a big debate over whether the little Japanese automaker should stay the course or go on a growth binge. As our latest Autoline poll shows, the vast majority of you want Subaru to remain as a niche player rather than try to take on Toyota. I've got a more middle-of-the-road suggestion. I think they can move the brand more upscale, but keep it a step or two below Volvo. But Subaru needs to change some things before it can do that. First, it needs to fix its styling. I've always felt its cars look a little bit clunky, especially with the front end. They need the kind of makeover Peter Schreier did for Kia. Next, it needs to make its cars quieter. There's too much body boom, which gives the cars a kind of hollow feeling. And then. Subaru needs to catch up in electronic connectivity and get rid of those eensy-teensy buttons it uses on its radios. The cars look and feel like they're two generations behind everyone else in this area. I would also commission a new car above the Legacy, something slotted in between the Toyota Camry and Avalon. 
it could be a flagship for the brand, and of course, it would only come with all-wheel drive. All this would allow Subaru to boost its sales volumes, but more importantly, its profit margins. It could still remain a niche player, but set the stage for another decade of solid growth. Anyway, those are my ideas, and I'd love to hear what kinds of suggestions that you may have. Coming up next, a look at why all you design engineers in the business need to make it easier to access and replace a failed fuel pump. There's so much to love about Bridgestone's Dueler tires. The amazing traction, the quiet, comfortable ride, and they're really tough. It's like loving three tires in one. I'm sure there are many of you out there that will never have to change a fuel pump on your modern vehicle. But for those of you that have, know it can be a very expensive repair. In some cases, the price can go north of $1,000. You see, the assembly that the fuel pump is usually housed in is, in most cases, mounted to the top of the fuel tank, pinched between the floor of the vehicle and the top of the tank, which is why you usually have to remove the entire tank to get at the pump. However, there is one simple solution that could save the customer hundreds of dollars after the pump has failed. Just like adding an access panel to get at a headlight bulb, some automakers have done the same for fuel pumps. Ford did it with the Escort, Honda the Civic, and Toyota the Corolla, just to name a few, but the practice did not always trickle down into other vehicles within the same company. GM comes to mind. It put an access panel on the Oldsmobile Aurora, but did not make one for the less expensive Chevrolet Malibu. And in my mind, it makes far more sense for a less expensive car to be cheaper to fix than it is for a more expensive car to be cheaper to fix. Now, a fuel pump access panel is not gonna save you a dime on the expensive fuel pump assembly itself, but it could save the repair shop a few hours of labor, which will save you money. Like, why couldn't engineers get creative like some late 90s Firebird or Camaro owner did and realize it is much faster to remove the trim, the speakers, and carpet in the trunk and cut in an access panel to the fuel pump than it is to remove the exhaust system and entire rear axle assembly? You see, it is missed opportunities like this that can save customers hundreds. For Autoline Garage, I'm Sean McElroy. And just a reminder before I go, the Autoline crew will once again be broadcasting live from Woodward Avenue this Friday, which is being brought to you by Chrysler. In addition to checking out the classic cars making their way up and down Woodward, John will interview a number of guests. Click the link in today's show notes for the full list of interviews and to send in questions. You can also send them in via Twitter with, with the hashtag WoodwardLiveChrysler. So tune in this Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern on our website, autoline.tv, to watch the show. And that's the end of today's show. Once again, I'm Christy Swinesburg from Wards Auto. Thanks for watching and have a great day.